Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. It might be slowly be happening. Uh, Wall Street might be in complete denial. And yeah, they I believe they are. See, right now, the Dow, at least at the, as of the recording of this podcast, is at least up 100 points currently right now. S&P 500 is down. NASDAQ is down. Actually, the Dow currently is at 70 points up right now, not 100. So, And the Russell 2000 is about 23 points up. And it's it's quite interesting how Wall Street right now might be in denial. And we're going to talk a little bit about some of these tech earnings in this podcast. And we have to save another podcast for today for other information that has not being reported as much. But Wall Street right now is in complete denial with the with the earnings reports. And usually in the past, when Wall Street has seen these earnings, they've been so spooked that they've they uh, they freaked out and company and the and the whole market would just tank that day, and right now the it's the like I said the Dow's currently up and Wall Street's not too phased by it right now. So what's going on with them? Well, let's talk a little bit about some news to determine what's Wall Street's thinking right now. First off, today we're going to talk about Spotify. Spotify has some news. Their shares dip after third quarter earnings report came out. Uh, Microsoft also reported earnings as well and. It looks like their stock, yeah, correct. Their stock dropped 6% too after revealing weak guidance. That's a second company that had reported earnings yesterday where the company stock had tanked. And finally, the one which I'm not too surprised about is Alphabet or Google as it's known for some of you. Their company missed on earnings and apparently YouTube's shrinking too. And they're going to cut their head, they're going to cut their head growth at YouTube at Google right now. So we're going to get into all that today in today's podcast, but I have to remind you all that I'm not a professional advisor in any way, shape, or form. And everything I talk about this podcast is for information purposes only. You need to do your own research before investing in any company as you're not guaranteed to make money when you invest in the stock market. Please also talk to your professional advisor as they would understand your financial situation a lot better than I would. I cannot legally give you financial advice. This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only. Please do your own research before investing and please talk to your financial advisor because they would understand your position a lot better than I would. I legally cannot give you any financial advice. With that being said, let's begin today's podcast. Spotify shares dip after third quarter earnings report from CNBC. Spotify shares fell about 7% extended trading Tuesday after reporting a third quarter loss that was wider than analysis expectations. Here's how the company did. Losses per share, 99 euro cents versus an estimated loss of 85 euro cents per share as expected by analysis according to Refinitiv. Revenue, 3.04 billion euros versus 3.02 billion expected by analysis, according to Refinitiv. Spotify reported 456 million monthly active users for the quarter, up 20% year over year, and 195 million paid subscribers, up 13% from a year ago. In its second quarter report, Spotify said it expected to add approximately 17 million new monthly active users in the period, bringing in a total of 415 million. It has also expected its revenue to increase to 3 billion euros or 3 billion in US dollars to post 194 million paid subscribers in the quarter. Spotify is continuing to invest in advertising and its ad support revenue grew 19% year over year and made up 13% of total revenue. The company said growth was driven by podcasting. Spotify introduced podcasts in 2015 and is now home to more than 4.7 million of them, according to the report. 
In September, the company announced that the U.S. listeners are now able to purchase and listen to more than 300,000 different audiobook titles, marking it the latest attempt to turn its platform into a one-stop shop for all things audio. Spotify held its quarterly earnings call with investors at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Tuesday. You know, Spotify, I mean... Doing this podcast, it's, been, it's fun to do this podcast in general. It's fun to be able to provide you, fellow listeners, this information. And in a way, you are helping Spotify a little bit the more you listen to these. Obviously, there's other platforms we use here on this podcast too, like Apple and Amazon and a bunch of other podcasting platforms. But what's interesting, they, 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 like we just read, it says Spotify continued to invest in advertising and its ad support revenue grew 19% year over year. I wonder if Spotify has considered, at least for the, in the podcasting world a little bit, if they've thought about giving more to their podcasters to be able to help grow their current revenue within the company. I mean, this podcast is kind of sponsored by, like we've talked about, Anchor. And Anchor is a subsidy program to Spotify. And you guys hear the ads for what, what we've been given on this podcast before this podcast is given. So I wonder if Spotify is going to continue this trend. Now, what I'm also curious about too, since they're trying to become a one-stop all, I wonder if Spotify has also considered uh, doing the Apple approach too, where they, where at least on Apple in particular, that they're able to advertise on their own app store. Now, obviously that's a different story because Apple has an app store in itself, but I wonder if Spotify has thought about having like in-app purchases too and all that stuff. That would make things a little bit more interesting for Spotify going forward. But it's also like, like it says here, they ha- they're, they're getting more people who are buying into subscription-based services, which is fine. Some podcasts do that. We might consider doing that one day in the future, but it would be for like other segments of the show maybe like a segment of a show where we go more in depth on a topic, something we've been thinking about here on this podcast, but haven't pulled the trigger on it just yet. Because right now we'd rather be able to provide the information to, to everyone as much as possible so that they can know what's happening with the news. But it makes me wonder how Spotify is going to be able to continue growing, especially when ad revenue is being affected across the board. And we'll obviously talk about that a little bit more about that with Google later. But Spotify is in a tough situation. Let's, we'll come back to Spotify in a second when we talk about it because these next two companies also somehow are going to be connected to Apple. And this is what has me worried a little bit about Apple's earnings coming up too. It says here, Microsoft dropped 6% after revealing weak guidance on its earnings call. From CNBC, Microsoft shares fell about 7% in extended training on Tuesday after the company reported softer cloud revenue than expected in its fiscal first quarter and gave weak quarterly guidance. Here's how the company did. Earnings, $2.35 per share versus $2.30 per share as expected by analysis, according to Refinitiv. Revenue is $50.12 billion versus $49.61 billion as expected by analysis, according to Refinitiv. With respects to guidance, Microsoft sees a $52.35 billion to $53.35 billion in revenue for the fiscal second quarter, which implies 2% growth at the middle of the range. Analysis polled by Refinitiv have been looking for a revenue of $56.05 billion. Microsoft implied operating margins for its fiscal second quarter was about 40% narrower than the 42% consensus among analysis polled by street account. In the fiscal first quarter, total revenue grew 11% year over year, according to the statement. 
Cynical trends are affecting Microsoft consumer business, CEO said on the conference call with analysis. Net income fell by 14% to $17.56 billion. Microsoft has a $3.3 billion tax benefit in the year-ago quarter, but the company lengthened the, t- the usefulness of servers and networking equipment to six years from the four years, resulting in an $859 million bump to net income in the fiscal first quarter. Still, the company gross margin of at 69.2% trailed the street account consensus estimate at 69.8%. Microsoft's intelligent cloud business segment, which includes the Azure public cloud, as well as Windows Server, SQL Server, uh, Nuance, and Enterprise Services, generated $20.33 billion in quarterly revenue. That's up 20% and slightly less by the $20.36 billion consensus among analysis polled by street account. Azure, I think it's called Azure, Azuri, revenue grew 35% in the quarter. Microsoft compared with its 40% growth in the previous quarter. Analysis pulled by CNBC has expected 36.4 growth, while analysis surveyed street account have been looking for a 36.9% Azuri growth. Growth in Azuri composition continued to moderate the higher energy costs in the quarter, hurt the growth margin of Azuri, Aim Hood, and the company's financial chief said on the call. Oh, correction, that's Amy Hood, the, the financial chief on the call. Continuing on, the article says, for the second for, for the fiscal second quarter, Hood and Azuri growth should fall sequentially about 5% cons- in constant currency to about 37%. She did not provide a growth rate in dollars, and the company does disclose Azuri revenue in dollars. Analysis polled by the street account has expected a 39.4% Azuri growth in constant currency. You know, we had been reading about Microsoft having issues and how they're potentially having to lay off people. Maybe this is the end result. Maybe usually, maybe this is like a trend you might be able to see in the markets going forward. That when companies are having to lay off people, it's not usually a good day. Which means their next quarter could be an issue coming up. What's also going to be interesting too, like because we've read about it, is the sales side of the Microsoft software systems. Like the Excel, the PowerPoint, all that. Apparently they've been struggling a lot with sales on that side of things, okay? It even says here, it says revenue from sales of window licenses to device makers dropped 50% year over year, steeper than the quarter since 2015 and worse than the outlook Hood gave in July for a decline in high single digits. The company said the PC maker continued to deteriorate during the quarter. That result wasn't a complete surprise. Technology energy energy researcher Gardner said early this month that PC shipments in the quarter fell 19.5% year over year. And chipmaker AMD earlier this month issued lower than expected preliminary quarterly results tied to a weaker than expected PC market and significant inventory corrections across the PC supply chain. This is concerning, okay? And that's another issue that Apple might currently have too, okay? Is the PC industry might be currently down. But that's only in the second company that we have to talk about, about earning misses, the big one now, good old Alphabet, okay? It says, Alphabet misses on earnings as YouTube shrinks. Company will cut headcount growth by half in Q4. Alphabet shares dropped by about 7% extended trading on Tuesday after the company reported weaker than expected earnings and revenue for the third quarter and it said it would significantly decrease headcount growth, okay? Now, these are the important numbers to look at, okay? Earnings per share was $1.06 versus the expected $1.25. Revenue was 69.09 billion versus the expected of 70.58 billion. YouTube advertising revenue was at 7.07 billion versus the 742 billion expected. 
Google Cloud revenue was at $6.9 billion, and it was expected to be at $6.69 billion. Okay, so they, it looks like they did pretty good on the cloud revenue. And traffic acquisition costs, or it's known as TAC, was at $11.83 billion, and they were expected to get $12.38 billion. Okay. It says here, revenue growth slowed by 6% from 40, 41% a year earlier, as the company contends with the continued downdraft in online ad spending. Other than one period early in the pandemic, it's the weakest period for growth since 2013. YouTube ad revenue slid about 2% to $7.07 billion from $7.21 billion a year ago. Analysis were expecting an increase of about 3%. Alphabet reported overall advertising revenue at $54.48 billion during the quarter, up slightly from a year period. Philip, Sh- uh, Philip Schneid- uh, Schindler, I mean, chief business officer of Google, said the company saw a pullback in spend on search ads from certain areas such as insurance, loans, mortgages, and cryptocurrencies. Wow, that is big news that insurance, loans, and mortgages are not doing ad revenues. That makes me wonder how small businesses are doing. And honestly, continuing on, it says the report marks an, an anonymous start to big tech earnings week for the investors focused on the digital ad market. Last week, Snap issued disappointing results and said it was unable to provide a forecast given the volatility in spending and concerns about the economy. Snap plummeted 28% on Friday following the number. Meta is scheduled to report results on Wednesday, which is today. And that's going to be really interesting because things will not be looking good for Meta. And not mark my words, but there's a high, high probability that when Facebook reports earnings and if they don't meet it, you can potentially expect the market to tank. And this is before Apple earnings. And I can almost guarantee you the headline will be from Wall Street. If Apple can report decent earnings, Wall Street won't care and the market will rise on Friday. That is a terrible thought to think about currently right now. Continuing on, it says Alphabet stock fell below 37, no, correction, below $97 after hours. Its lowest close for a year it was 95.65 on September 30th. Prior to the after hours drop, Alphabet shares are down 28% over the past year, slightly underperforming the NASDAQ. Wow, that's the first time you can ever read those words. Fang might be in trouble. The lovely term of Facebook, Alphabet, Netflix, and Google, and then became Fang of Facebook, Alphabet, uh, Apple, Netflix, and Google. I mean, out of those companies so far, Netflix is the only one who did well, surprisingly. And I didn't think Netflix would do well. I knew I knew Alphabet wasn't going to do well. I had mentioned it a lot in the past. And we were pretty much right on this podcast that Alphabet wasn't going to be doing well. But there was also a lot of reports coming out about everything that was happening at Alphabet. All the negative press releases, all these extended meetings they were having to have to be able to help re, revamp the company in some way. And all the cuts that they were making. It seemed like the writing was on the wall. Okay, Last thing we'll read before we got to move on to other news about... Alphabet. It says Alphabet's top executives reference the challenges the company faces on the top Tuesday earnings release. CEO Sonder Paichi has said in a statement that the company is sharpening our focus on a clear set of product and business priorities. While Ruth Prorat, the chief financial chief, said we're working on re- realigning resources to fuel our highest growth priorities. Yeah, I think the CEO is not a good CEO at Google. I think, in all honesty, if he continues to go down this trend, on what he believes, I think Google's going to be a hot mess in the making. Now, granted, if small businesses can get things back in order, or if there's cryptocurrencies that are able to be able to start advertising again, then that could change things. I mean, Alphabet did say that they're being a little bit more stricter on cryptocurrencies yesterday in our report. 
But even like we've just said, the crypto market's being affected because it says here from the tech industry, from CNBC, crypto winter is hurting Google ads empire. Not even Google's immune from the crypto winter. In Alphabet's third quarter earnings call on Tuesday, Philip Schneider, uh, Schindler, Google's chief business officer, blamed a slowdown in revenue growth and part of the reduced ad spending by crypto companies and other financial firms. Quote, in the third quarter, we did see a pullback in spend by some advertisers in certain areas in search. Uh, Schindler said, for example, in financial services, we saw a pullback in insurance, loan, mortgage, and crypto subcategories. Google's overall ad growth in, of 6% in the quarter was the weakest of any period since 2013. Other than one quarter at the beginning of the pandemic, YouTube ad revenue shrank from a year earlier. CEO Sondra Paichi said that the challenging macro climate is having an impact on Google's ad business. Schindler referred to the crypto pullback twice, but he didn't provide any additional color or uh, or specific. Specific. Uh, he didn't specify the cryptocurrency industry had been battered in 2022 as investors have fled risky assets and sold out of digital coins and related stocks that have, that they bid up to the prior couple of years. Bitcoin and Ethereum have both lost about 60% of their value this year. Crypto exchange Coinbase, which went public in 2021 is down over 70%. Wow. That is big. Meanwhile, the industry has been beset by bankruptcies as hedge funds and lenders saw their liquidity dry up and some cases were forced to default on debt. Uh, Celius Network, Voyager Digital, and Three Arrows Capital are some of the more notable names that were forced into bankruptcy. Elsewhere, companies have downside. Blockchain.com laid off 25% of its staff in July. Did not know that. That's big news. And Coinbase cut 18% of its workforce the prior month. That's other big news. That's two more companies now we can add to the list of job cuts that are happening. Um, And Crypto.com has undertaken two rounds of layoffs this year. And that's a third one. There are so many layoffs happening. Why no one is talking about it is beyond me at this point. Oh, that's right. Because there's a midterm election coming up and no one's willing to talk about the layoffs that are happening. Last thing we'll read, it says, for Google, there's hope that the crypto sell-off represents just a short-term blip as the company sees clear opportunities for the growth in the future. Earlier this month, Google said it will rely on Coinbase to start letting customers pay for cloud services with cryptocurrencies in 2023. Additionally, Coinbase will move data-related applications to the Google Cloud infrastructure from Amazon Web Services, which the company has relied on for years. You know, I still think small businesses is kind of the lifeblood of Google, in all honesty, okay? Small businesses, like for instance, like if you're a, like, actually I'll just, I'll talk about yesterday. Yesterday when we were ordering dinner, I I got frustrated with having to call in for my order. And so I just ordered online. Okay. Now, granted, I'm now waiting to see if there's going to be any Cafe Rio ads on my, on my internet searches going forward. Cafe Rio, if you want to sponsor this podcast, we'll always be welcome to, to be able to have you on our podcast if you want to sponsor us, but This is not a sponsor, obviously, for Cafe Rio. But we were ordering online, and I didn't see that many ads. In fact, currently right now, when I do my Google searches, I don't see a lot of ads these days. I used to see a lot of ads, and I don't see it as much. I think small businesses are being affected. And all honestly, when there is a recession or a slowdown in the economy, ad advertising goes down. It does. We've just read it about it on Spotify. The advertising revenue has been going down. Microsoft, it's going down for them too, but they're not in the advertising segment as much though. But YouTube is. And this is the last thing we'll talk about today. And then we'll give some final thoughts about potentially Apple's earnings tomorrow. 
says YouTube shrinking ad business is an anonymous sign of a battered online ad market. The online advertising market continues to suffer as heavyweighters Alphabet and Microsoft reported disappointing sales during their most recent quarters. YouTube advertising revenue dropped 2% for year over year, 7.07 billion during the Google parents third quarter missing analysis estimates of 7.42 billion. It was the first time YouTube ad revenue shrank on a year over year basis since the company started breaking out the division results in 2019. Alphabet's overall revenue growth drastically declined from 41% a year ago to 6%, underscoring how fears of looming recession have caused companies to cut back on their advertising and marketing campaigns. Indeed, Chief Financial Officer Ruth Porat said during the call with analysis that YouTube's revenue decline primarily reflects the further pullbacks in advertisers' spend. Some of the advertisers have slowed their online advertising spend with Alphabet come from the financial services, insurance loans, and mortgages and crypto industries, said Alphabet Chief Business Officer. Last week, snaps at the tone of the online advertising market, and we don't need to get into that. Uh, let's see here. It says here, this is, where, this is where Microsoft has ad revenues because if you guys don't remember, they do own LinkedIn. It says, additionally, Microsoft's LinkedIn quarterly sales growth shrank to 17% down from 42% from the same period in 2021, Microsoft CFO Amy Hood told analysis during the earnings call that the reductions in customer advertising spend, which also weakened later in the quarter, impacted search and advertising and LinkedIn marketing solutions. And finally, meanwhile, Meta on Wednesday is expected to report its second straight quarter of declining sales, underscoring the current turmoil in online advertising. Judging from the recent earnings reports of various tech giants, it's unlikely that Facebook parent is going to report any signs of online advertising market is set for a rebound. I honestly believe Apple, Facebook, their ad revenues are going to be down across the board. And all honestly, okay. The signs are there right now. Hardly any advertisement on YouTube. Spotify is barely advertising as much. I mean, they do, they do have some things, but they're probably not, they're, they're focusing more on advertising Spotify, but it's mostly probably to get people onto their platform, but they're probably not advertising as much. Remember, Apple does have ad revenue. Their ad revenue comes from their app stores and it also comes from being able to advertise on their podcast or their music or you name it, right? You got Microsoft, whose LinkedIn ad revenue is down. You also have Apple, who's in the hardware business and Microsoft's business is being hit hard. There was also reports recently that, and this was a few months ago, that the iPhone production, I think, was being cut back. I think we reported it. Go listen to some past podcasts if we have reported it. I, it's, it's hard to remember every detail we've talked about. Things aren't looking good. They're not. And these next two days will probably determine how the market finishes off this week. And all honestly, Wall Street can ignore it right now because Wall Street's probably just like, eh, they're doing fine. Or maybe they've just been beaten up so badly at this point that they just like any negative news is really just positive news to them. It's hard to tell, but I do expect Facebook to get hammered potentially. Okay. Remember Facebook is also spending a lot of money on the metaverse currently right now. And we were going to cover this in an article in the past, but there was other things to talk about, but there was a unhappy investor in Facebook who actually said to cut back the spending on the metaverse, but Facebook or I guess known as now as Meta, is not going to be doing that anytime soon. Zuckerberg believes the metaverse is the next stage for Facebook in order to grow. And a lot of what people on Wall Street, especially a lot of older people, they don't fully understand the metaverse a lot. Young people do. I mean, it's just a gaming platform, at least from my understanding it right now. I kind of jump in and out of the metaverse sometimes on VR chat sometimes, but that's about it. 
mostly when I hang out with friends who are like, hey, let's play on the VR chat. I'm like, okay, fine. But at the end of the day, Wall Street doesn't understand the metaverse. Facebook's going to get potentially get hammered. This isn't financial advice at the end. You have to remember that. None of this is financial advice. This is just all for information and entertainment purposes only. My honest opinion, Facebook's going to get hammered tomorrow and Apple's going to get hammered. And ironically, I, I still believe in those companies. I mean, I have investments in them. They're long-term positions. I do have to mention that as well. But they're going to get hammered tomorrow. Maybe it just becomes a buying opportunity at this point. Who knows? Not financial advice. Can't give it to you all. It's for entertainment purposes only, but we'll pay attention and see what happens. It's going to be interesting to see how their earnings call goes tomorrow for base or Meta today and Apple tomorrow. I'll leave it there. With that being said, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you have enjoyed it. If you had, please like and subscribe to this podcast as every like and subscription helps grow this podcast. So we'll be able to keep talking about events that are happening on Wall Street and be able to get you informed on what's happening. This will be a busy couple of weeks due to earnings season. And we'll try to report as much as you can. With that being said, fellow podcast listeners, thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. Stay tuned as we are preparing to get ready for another segment on other news that has to be reported today on today's podcast as well. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast, though. Thank you and goodbye.